Hiki mai, kake mai, and welcome to Our Changing World from RNZ National. So the winner of the Beatrice Hill Tinsley Award is... Guy Jamison, a biophysical chemist at the University of Otago, and we catch up on Skype. So ever since high school, I've been really interested in chemistry and in particular how enzymes work. So enzymes are catalysts, they're molecular level factories that, that build and break down molecules that we need to live and grow. And they catalyze all sorts of reactions. They produce vitamins. We break down pharmaceuticals in the liver, all sorts of things like that. And so I've been very interested in this intersection between biology, chemistry, uh, and physics. And I understand you're particularly interested in ones in proteins that contain metals. That's right. So a lot of these catalysts contain metals, and in particular, uh, a very large proportion uh, use iron atoms to catalyze some of our most important reactions. And we are very interested in looking at that and understanding how fast these reactions occur and how they actually occur. So when a reaction occurs, you, you have a start and you have an end, and the atoms uh, all re have to rearrange to go from one state to the other. And uh, one of the aims that we do is to try and take snapshots along that pathway uh, to try and understand how this process occurs. So this is very important, not just for understanding biological processes, but it's quite fundamental of how chemistry works, how uh, we can go from one molecule to another. Now, when you talk about taking snapshots, what kind of snapshots are you taking? We use various uh, forms of uh, spectroscopy. So spectroscopy is really using light to find out one of two things. You normally find out how much of something you have, or you might be able to say what something is. But light, there's a, a, a large range of frequencies that you can work in which depends on the energy. So at low levels, so microwaves, you tend to see molecules rotate. Uh, infrared, you see them vibrate. Then in the visible region, you start to move electrons, and we use uh, visible light. But we also use a spectroscopy called MERSPAR spectroscopy, which uh, uses very high energy. So this is gamma rays. And this tells us about the nucleus of the ion atom. So the, the atom is made up of a positive nucleus, and then the electrons around about. And this energy is so high that we can see what the nucleus is doing. And from that, we can infer what's happening roundabout. We can infer the other atoms around. And so it's very specific um, uh, for iron. Um, and so since a lot of the enzymes that we're looking at contain iron, it's incredibly useful. Now, it's actually got a very interesting backstory. So Merspar spectroscopy was uh, discovered or the, the technique was discovered by Rudolf Merspar, who was a German physicist. And uh, he discovered this in 1958 during his PhD. And uh, three years later, he was awarded the Nobel Prize for this work in 1961. Not many people have that sort of <laughs> luck. <laughs> uh, but it's a very powerful technique, and it really helps us uh, understand uh, how enzymes are able to activate iron to do these often quite difficult transformations. So give me an example of something that you've been working on. We're working on a, on a range of different uh, enzyme systems. So one is peroxidases. So to protect us from infection, 
from bacteria, uh, we have an enzyme system in our saliva and in the mucus in our lungs uh, that produces a chemical agent uh, that is able to kill unwanted bacteria. So it's a part of the innate uh, immune system. And uh, this enzyme contains uh, iron and uh, produces this very small molecule, uh, hypothiocyanate. And so obviously uh, it's important because uh, when things go wrong, uh, in infections uh, can increase. Another example that we're working on is uh, cysteine oxygenase or thiodoxinase. This is part of the greater family. So the amino acid cysteine is, is a very important amino acid. It's involved in a, a large range of processes. But when the concentrations or the amounts get too high, it's actually quite toxic. And this occurs in a, a large number of diseases, including uh, Parkinson's disease. And so this enzyme regulates uh, the amount of cysteine. And so it's uh, very important to understand how this enzyme works. So again, it's an iron-containing enzyme, and we can uh, try to understand uh, how uh, it is able to do this reaction. So it takes uh, oxygen and uh, binds it in a particular way to the cysteine, and this is the first step in, in how cysteine is broken down. And I already mentioned we take snapshots along the pathway. Well, there are particular parts along that pathway that are are very reactive, um, and these species are the ones that we want to uh, understand their reactivity. And so to do this, we need to actually freeze the reaction. So we let the reaction start, and then we rapidly freeze it, and then we can do uh, this mass power spectroscopy or, or other forms of spectroscopy. But sometimes these systems are so reactive that even at these very low temperatures, minus 140, uh, 40 degrees centigrade, uh, they're so reactive, they keep on reacting even at these low temperatures. So this is what makes it so fascinating. So really what you're doing is understanding the chemical basis of, of diseases like Parkinson's. That's right. So there's a lot of important chemical information that we need to be able to uh, understand how they progress and how we might be able to interfere uh, with them. Uh, so to design new drugs that might be able to stop an enzyme or to increase its activity. So there's actually a lot of underlying chemistry that uh, is very important and fundamental to understanding these diseases. Rheumatoid arthritis is another one, I understand? Uh, that's right. This is uh, particularly for cysteine dioxinase. Uh, cysteine levels, as I say, is a marker for uh, quite a lot of diseases. So these are probably not the causes of the disease, uh, but they certainly, when these diseases progress, lots of things go wrong. And trying to understand what effects these have at a chemical molecular level, uh, I think is, is very, very important. That was Guy Jamison at the University of Otago, winner of the Beatrice Hill Tinsley Medal. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter at RNZ Science. Matewa.